Good morning and welcome to Faith FM. You're listening right across Australia on 87.6, 87.8, 88 on the internet, wherever you are across Australia, wherever you are potentially across the world. You are listening to The Breakfast Show with Lawson and... Mon, good morning. Good morning, Monica. It's a beautiful... Overcast, foggy day, foggy Friday Love morning here it. in Newcastle, where we are transmitting from. Uh, but Monica, what are you grateful this morning? Oh my goodness, I am so grateful. Wait, what was it? I'm grateful for? I've completely forgotten. Blank. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was grateful for something super specific, and I was couldn't wait to talk about it. On I the love radio. how you started that with. Guys, I'm so grateful for. I forgot. <laughs> what was it? I was totally grateful for something. I was thinking that right before. Oh, producer Shell's pointing at her. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're grateful, grateful for, for producer so, what Shell. What about you? She's here, husbandless. You know, so, <laughs> but like you make it sound like Lyle's dead or something. <laughs> no, well, he's away, but you know, she's just she's just getting it done. Um, let's see. What am I grateful for? Oh. Uh, Many things. Uh, I can't. I can't say eating. I can't, I can't say food. So because I, you said it the last two because days. Because I say it all the time. But you can be food specific because I, I made you a different breakfast. Okay. This yeah. She uh, Mon made jaffles this morning, which is fantastic. Mm. We got them in the Moroccan studio. Moroccan pumpkin jaffles. Oh with, wow! With vegan That's tofu powerful. feta. I'm I'm just grateful for how God is working in yeah. in my church and how uh, people are you know just showing up and wanting to do Bible studies. It's, Amen. It's like the most amazing thing ever. So God Absolutely. is working. Praise the Lord. We are always thankful when he is working. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Right now, we are getting back into The Breakfast Show, and it is our last day today of the Pentathlon Quiz, and I believe... Wait, what does that mean? What, like, what happens on Monday? Do we just not do Pentathlon Quizzes anymore? We do a different kind of quiz. What do you mean a different kind of quiz? Yeah, well, we're, go- we're going to do, uh, from what I've been told, I have no idea what this means, but it's a may I quiz. I Ooh, don't know what that means, I but like Shell knows what it means. Exciting times at Faith Shell FM. knows what it means. So, uh, Monica, can you give us the first question of the Pentathlon quiz? I absolutely quiz? cannot because I do not have it in front of me. <laughs> I'd love to give it to you, but <laughs> thank you, DJ Shell. All right, All right, the last 100-point quiz question is... What does the shortest verse in the Bible say? <laughs> mm, and for that, you will get a Faith of Him bookmark, bumper sticker, and a fridge magnet. Uh, give us a text or a call, 0491 if you can tell us what does the shortest verse in the Bible say. It doesn't say... Oh, no, I don't want to give it away. <laughs> There's a lot of things it doesn't say. There's a lot of things it doesn't say. Because <laughs> it's very short. It doesn't say, uh, yep, that's right. It is incredibly short. It is very short. In fact, it's a few words. A, but a few words, yeah, yes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay, so 0491 is the number to call. You can win yourself a Faith FM bookmark, bumper sticker, fridge or magnet. fridge magnet. What do you mean? Oh, I thought it was an and. and it's an and. and. Yeah, it yeah, is yeah. an and. You an get a little pack. You, you'll just get everything. Yeah. You'll just be decked out with Faith FM We'll merch. send you everything we got. We'll even send you Lawson. Uh, uh, <laughs> 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 okay. <laughs> but right now, it is time for some positively different news, Monica. What's happening in the world of positively different news? This, okay, so the good news this morning is why I forgot 
why what I was grateful for because uh-huh. I was so excited about the good news today that it just brain blanked me. Uh-huh. Um, but before I talk about the, the thing that I'm really excited about, I really wanted to share with you um, some Faith FM good news. Mm. So I've just been told by DJ Shell that Faith FM, like we were one of the first Australian narrowcast radio networks to use cloud-based, so internet content mm. delivery systems to get our radio programs from our studios out to our transmitting antennas. We have like a 180 plus Faith FM, uh, sorry, FM transmitting antennas. Um, and in, like, in the early days, for example, many of our internet connections were not suitable for live broadcasts and all of our shows were pre-recorded. Right now we are live, which is great. I think we have like a second, seven second delay just in case Lawson says something inappropriate and then producer Shell can hit what they call the dump button and we can erase seven seconds of Lawson's life. Nah. <laughs> of anything he said. Um, but the exciting thing is that we started with about 60, maybe less than 60 stations, um, tuning in. And we are today, this morning, at 107. Yeah. Wow. Which is just yeah. such a blessing. Like, praise the Lord. So, so, so many different, um, uh, so many more people around Australia can tune in. And we encourage more of you to tune in and tell your friends, tell your family, tell your milkman, tell your aunt, tell your mm. uncle, tell your dog. Mm. Get everyone to tune in and get involved because the more people that tune in, the more um, we can continue to grow the more we can get those numbers up and the more people we can reach for for Christ, which is why we're here. And those stations, by the way, if you didn't know, are completely supported by and and run out of people's homes. Uh, Recently, I traveled down to Melbourne. I met a few different people who had set up stations that, you know, a Faith FM person had come along and set up an antenna on the top of their roof. I remember out in Marysville, we went went out to Marysville. Marysville is quite a famous suburb in Victoria for being Mm -hmm. one of the places, you know, victim of the bushfires. But now it's also, really? Mm. Wow, you're out in the sticks in Marysville. That's all. You know, Marysville has the second cleanest water in the whole world. Yeah, it's great. That's amazing, eh? Uh, But yeah, out in Marysville, they've got Faith FM pumping through the entire town because uh, a local guy out there, Johnny Wong, he's just chucked an antenna on top of his roof and bam, everyone's got Faith FM. So like people are just, you know, volunteering to say, hey, put an antenna on top of my roof. You can do that as well. Yeah. If you feel compelled to be a Faith FM transmitter, you can be. There's not really much you have to do other than pick up the phone because the rest of it we do for you. That's right. So, yeah, give us a call, 0491 If You know, you can support Faith FM in more ways than you ever thought possible. We can. Wow. You got something stationary that we can attach an antenna to? We'll come over and we'll do it for Even you. Even if it's not stationary, we'll put it on top of Mon's van. <laughs> well, her bus. Sorry, her yeah. bus. We'll, we'll good put luck it on top it. of anything. Yeah, good luck doing that. It's in the shop right now. So. Oh, oh yeah. nice. <laughs> <laughs> van's dead. Okay, sad. All right. Yeah. Oh, that's what I'm grateful for. Yes, I just remembered. Okay, so I'm grateful that I got here this morning. <laughs> Because as I just said, my my bus is in the workshop. What happened to it? And um, it has a it has a parasitic draw on the on the battery, so we don't know what it is. It's been it's been ongoing for almost a year, <laughs> so yeah, finally time to just take it to the auto electrician and just get it fi- like figured out, find out what it is, what, what where the leak is, and get it sorted. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm driving somebody else's car in the meantime. And I got about, I don't know, a quarter of the way here and I realised the fuel light was on and then I'm like, hang on, I think that's been on for a while because <laughs> I'm not used to – because my bus is really old. I'm not used to fan, fancy cars with all these different lights and Oh, with, with and a stuff. fuel light. The fuel light is on. Is fancy. It? Wow. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, that is the 22nd <laughs> century, guys. We are getting into the modern age with the fuel light. Look, my car is like – my bus is like more than 20 years old, all right? Uh-huh. So, yeah, so having a fuel like it's something I'm not used to and I just 
I noticed there was a few light on this morning and I realized it, it's possibly been on for a few days. And so I was like, will I even make it to Faith FM this morning? Mm. But I did and praise the Lord. That's what I'm grateful for. Thanks for reminding me, Lawson. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> anyway, awesome. But now to the story that made me forget what I was grateful for because I'm so excited about this. Lawson, this is actually one of my biggest passions in life uh-huh. um, and that is donating blood. Wow. Yeah. So I as as often as I can and sometimes even more often I um I go to donate blood because I I personally I'm O negative, which is the mm. most useful kind of blood there is. And so wow. that they will often call me and say, Look, it's still a week before you should be giving blood, but could you just come in because we're desperate? Um so I don't know if you've heard, but with the COVID nineteen uh pandemic, there's actually been a, a, a crisis of blood donations because people have been getting sick. They can't come in to donate. They've been isolating or quarantining. Um, we're just too scared. So apparently like at the moment, more than half of the appointments booked are getting cancelled mm. for people to come in and donate blood. So Australia wide, we have a bit of a, a, a blood crisis. Um, but this is actually some really great news. So anyone who's donated blood before knows that when you go in to do it, you first have to like answer like multiple page questionnaire to make sure mm. that you are able. So to ask you all kinds of questions, like, you know, stuff like, have you got a tattoo where you're in like some sketchy country to get mauled by an animal? Have you had any, you know, risky sexual encounters? Anything that can affect the state of your blood, which can then affect the health of the person it's being donated to. Um, you know, that they have to veto. So one of the questions that you get asked is whether or not you were living in the UK from 1980 to 1996. Why? And for Australia, that's a, that's a huge chunk of people who could be donating that can't donate. And the reason for that is because that's when mad cow disease was rampant ah, in the UK. Okay. But <clears throat> as of yesterday, they have currently lifted that ban. Mm-hmm. So people who are usually barred from donating blood um, will soon be able to roll up their sleeves. And, uh, and donate. Um, so this is from the Therapeutic Goods Administration. They approved the Red Cross Lifeblood to receive donations from people who lived in the UK between 1980 and 1996, which is just so fabulous because we're going to have like, I just anticipate thousands and thousands of people are going to be able to donate blood now, uh, which will really help the situation that we're facing with the uh, critical um, levels of blood Um do you know, by the way, so the blood the blood bank is really stepping up their game mm. to make people more enticed to come in. And I personally am absolutely loving it. Wow. So they have an app, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and when you donate, like you can, you can log all your different, um, uh, you know, donations that you've done in the past and then it keeps track of them. And then like you leach different levels. Like if, you know, if you've done two donations or 10 donations and stuff, it like congratulates you and like you, you know, you're in the diamond league kind of a thing. But they've also just recently introduced this thing where when you donate blood, they, excuse me, they tell you where it's going. And then when it gets there, it tells you like who you've helped. Not, 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 not a name, but like it tell you like location and then maybe a little bit of situation. So for example, mm. the last time I donated blood, a few days later, I got a message through the app saying, thank you so much. Your blood right now is on its way to Victoria to help um, a car crash uh, survivor. Wow. Which just like, honest to goodness, makes you feel amazing. Like, you know, yeah, when that, that would have my heart racing. It does. Like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, you know, when they say that, you know, you should do good deeds for other people, uh. and, you know, you should volunteer, do volunteer work. Cause it, you know, it's really good for your mental health. It makes you feel really good. Mm. Like, like this, like this is like the feelings almost tangible. That's mm. how, that's how good of a feeling it is. So, um, I would definitely recommend that if you can donate blood that you should donate. If you don't know, 
book an appointment in because you get like a free assessment. By the way, you get like free drinks and free food. They really look after you. The, the, the couches are really comfortable, like the chairs that you sit on when you donate blood. The staff are always so amazing and so friendly. And do you know what? Like God gave his – like Jesus – God sent his son, Jesus, to die mm. for us, and Jesus gave his blood for us. So how better to emulate what he did for us by giving our blood to other people can live? You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. And we are going to have a 200-point clue for the quiz. Now, guys, I've explained this many times, but I'll explain it again because it's our last uh, pentathlon quiz uh, until we, we're going to change up the format next week. So if you answer every single question correctly... You can win every single prize. We call that the show bag. If could because you can answer like three questions correctly and then like stop there and like get a prize at the third question, which I'm pretty sure is a pocket sermon. But no, if you answer every single question correctly, you can win every single prize. So therefore, guys, go for it. Go for the show bag. Send it. We want as many show bags out of here as possible. You can get everything. I'm sure uh, uh, Monica is going to introduce our 200 point. Uh, clue a question and as well as that she will be introducing the prize for that but you guys can win everything so give us a call 0491-064-669 it's a better show back than what you can get at the easter show wow mm-hmm. oh i'm doing the, am I, sorry, I just realized i have to do the actual quiz now yeah yeah, 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 yeah that's you <laughs> okay, i thought you were going to move straight into the news anyway so 200 for points uh why did peter call out lord save me to jesus Mm, and if you tap out mm. now, you'll get a back issue of Science Magazine, but you can hang around for the show bag. So why did Peter call out, Lord save me to Jesus, 0491064669 is the number to call or text. Epic stuff. Well, this morning in some uh, global current news, we're going to be looking at uh, a few different things of basically, you know, churches interacting with each other, uh, church uh, charities interacting with schools. But the first one I wanted to look at this morning is that the, uh, if you didn't know there is a church, it is called the Methodist Church. It's one of the biggest uh, congregations, one of the biggest groups within Protestantism. And over the last couple of years, uh, particularly over the period of, you know, when we've had the pandemic and whatnot, there has been lots of talks of the splitting of that congregation, specifically over LGBT issues. Oh, yeah. Um, And that is because of the observation that churches that heavily embrace and champion LGBT leaders often decline. Now, it's also because a lot of Christians don't agree with the LGBT stance Mm -hmm. in in life. They don't Mm -hmm. uh, support that lifestyle and they don't agree with it as per, you know, what the Bible says. They believe in the biblical view of marriage and family and whatnot, and they don't want to champion the LGBT movement. Um, But the UMC has, uh, or the United Methodist Church, as we call it over in the United States, here we have the Uniting Church, which is a uh, uniting between, it it includes the Methodist Church's uh, church and a number of other denominations, which, by the way, the the Uniting Church here in Australia has heavily championed LGBT issues um, to the point where they had a recent conference where they said that, uh, well, for a while, uh, LGBT members of their congregation can be leaders and pastors and these kinds of things. Um, But also they had a conference where they basically came to the conclusion that having, you know, premarital sex isn't a sin, doing this isn't a sin, doing that isn't a sin, basically rewriting the Bible through their words because the Bible clearly doesn't say that. Um, And as a result, the Uniting Church here in Australia in about 10 years, this is something that Lyle's mentioned, statistically, the rate that it's declining, in about 10 years, it probably won't exist. 
Oh, wow. In the last year, they've shut down um, and decommissioned over 200 buildings <gasps> in the Uniting Church. And uh, if I'm wrong with my uh, statistics and my uh, my numbers here, guys, if you know the situation better, give me a call. 0491064669 is the number to call or text. But yeah, because of the embrace of these doctrines, mm-hmm. um, often it leads to the great decline of yeah. churches and, and health. And so... In the Uniting Methodist Church in the United States, a lot of people who don't hold that view of marriage, they, they don't champion LGBT, um, the, the viewpoint or the, you know, the, uh, the lifestyle, they are seeing the church and the leadership of the church uh, go into a direction that is, and they want out. And so what that has now caused uh, and created is you no longer have to be a part of the United Methodist Church. You can be Methodist and be a part of the Global Methodist Church. So you're either in the UMC or the GMC. So basically, the church has split into two different groups, um, two different bodies. The United Methodist Church, uh, well, the Methodist Church in general, do not uh, hold a congregationalist stance. This is something that we've talked about on Faith FM before, congregationalist churches, where it's just the church that runs itself and the pastor, you know, you've just got your congregation Mm -hmm. and that's it. Um, they use a church network system, which I very much support. I think that church networks are fantastic. I believe that's the biblical model. That's we, what we see in the Bible. You know, the headquarters are in Jerusalem during the apostolic church. And then, you know, they're sending missionaries out from there to start churches all over the world that hold the theological and, and doctrinal um, ideas of their headquarters back in Jerusalem. And now... The Methodist Church believes in using the same system. They don't want to build congregationalist churches that believe different things. And particularly if you know the history of the Methodist Church being founded by John Wesley, they have, you know, they, they subscribe to what they call Wesleyan theology. Um, and so they, they want to be, you know, united and uh, in a church network. But there are many Methodists who don't want to be in a church network that is championing LGBT issues. And so they're like, hey, we're going to go out. And, and that split has officially taken place. Um, now, the proposal was that it would uh, happen further down the line in 2024, but already con- congregations are starting to divide. A $25 million grant has been allowed. And I actually kind of like this. this is pretty amicable. A $25 million grant has been given from the UMC to mm. the GMC to go and start their own Denomination, yeah, wow, which is very interesting. I'm, I'm like, wow, if you guys are really get splitting, get out of here, take some money. <laughs> if, yeah, but take some money. Like, yeah. if you guys are really splitting the church over doctrinal and theological differences, and you guys are, are staying in each one of these churches because you believe that the other person is wrong, it's pretty, pretty. It's crazy to me that it's like, yeah. okay, we'll support a movement that we fundamentally don't agree with. So does that does that mean we now have a new religion on earth, like another one? Well, it's not a new religion. It's a new denomination of okay. Protestantism. Okay. Um, and so over the next years, like, that will be growing. Obviously, like, the, the Methodist church is, is very much, I would say, uh, not, I wouldn't say 100% global. It doesn't touch every continent on earth, but there are Methodists in Africa, Methodists in Europe, Methodists in the United States. Um, like, for example, there are Methodists here in Australia, but they've all gone into the Uniting Church. So it's... It's a global church kind of network influences in all over the world, even though there are people who subscribe to Wesleyan theology. But um, yeah, especially because of the you know, the growing uh, of the Methodist church in Africa. In fact, in Africa is where the Methodist church is growing the most. Um, and in Africa, they definitely don't champion LGBT issues, yeah. uh, <laughs> at least, you know, culturally. Uh, they are not 
at all interested mm-hmm. in being uh, being involved with anything like that. So uh, it remains to be seen what decision they made, but most likely they'll be they'll end up joining the GMC rather than staying in the UMC. So it's interesting to see a church denomination so divided over a particular issue that biblically is incredibly clear. Um, ultimately, the only thing that can, in uh, from my point of view, the only thing that has motivated uh, this change in theology and understanding is culture. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. It's culture. And, you know, I don't, hmm, I don't want to say, I don't, I'm, I'm struggling to, to say the right words. Um, not that like, I, I don't have an opinion on this, but mm-hmm. at the same time, I'm just like something that is so clear biblically um, even if it's popular in culture, like churches are called to be not of the world. We're- I think we were talking about this yesterday when we talked about our Bible study with the Tower of Babel. Like people just yeah. want, want to do what they want to do. That's they just right. Want to live their lives and they're happy to to change things around to make it suit them. That's right. Yeah. Um, the Tower it, of Babeling right now. That's what they're doing. That's that's right. They're, they're Tower of Babeling. They're yeah. standing up to God and they're saying something that you clearly wrote and mm-hmm. said. Um, we are against. Yeah. And um, so we're just going to go our own way on this one, but retain our this is the interesting thing it's a church they're retaining their claim to be people of god and to follow god but yeah that's the that's the tower part they're like we're going to do our own thing and we're going to build a tower so we can like escape the consequences in this case like we're going to just pretend that we are still going to get salvation you know and continue being a church and that kind of thing oh that is so interesting that is a very uh apt um Uh, comparison there, Mon. Thank yeah. you. Um, I just wanted to quickly also talk about a story coming out of the UK, which has to do with a Christian college over there. So there's a Christian college uh, boarding school. It is called St. Lawrence College in England, and they have a charity that is associated with the school, or a charity that the school supports, called the Samaritan's Purse Operation Christmas Child Program. Um, now, that is run by Franklin Graham, um, the son of Billy Graham. Uh, And, you know, people have different opinions on Franklin Graham and his ministry and whatnot. But ultimately, the point of this charity is that it goes and gives Christmas presents and gifts to kids in developing parts of the world where they don't receive them. Mm -hmm. Like, they are doing something that is positive. Um, They're doing it in the name of Jesus, and that's fantastic. Amen. Like, like, amen. Like, praise the Lord that they're doing something good. Now, um, parents of students going to this college have heavily complained against the initiative. What? And said that they should stop supporting the Samaritan uh, Samaritan Purse organization because of Franklin Graham's stance on LGBT issues. So the kids have to suffer because there's a difference in opinion. That's so stupid. Um, And you know what's so funny is that the parents literally say, the school has to change, not us. Wow. So they're like, they're, 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 the parents themselves are trying to enforce change in the school. You know what they should do? They should get these parents to go at Christmas time to these these poor kids and explain to them, to their faces, why they're, <laughs> why they're not giving them any presents or charity this year. Well, um, the church at uh, first responded and said to the parents, like, they dismissed it because the views of Samaritan Purse were legal um, and the objectives are in line with the mission of the church as an evangelical Christian foundation. And we are an evangelical Christian college. Mm. Like we agree, we are the same people. Um, but ultimately because of such pressure from parents to pull out of the school and whatnot, um, they have decided to drop their, their affiliation with the Samaritans Purse organization and no longer continue. Oh. So the mission is being stifled by the opinions of people. Very sad. 
You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Right now, it is time for our 300-point clue for the quiz. What was John the Baptist's famous line that came after, Behold the Lamb of God? Oh. Mm. Oh, okay. Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine is the number to call if you know the answer. And what can you win? Pocket sermon. And, of course, you can win that pocket sermon and the previous prizes and the prize before that if you get every single question correct. Yeah, and the upcoming prizes, you'll get them too if you get them all correct. If you get them all correct, you can win every single prize and walk away with the show bag from our pentathlon quiz, of which we are running our last um, for for at least a little while. I am am privileged to be here for this historic moment. Yeah, you're welcome. What was John the Baptist's famous line that came after, Behold the Lamb of God, dot, dot, dot. Awesome. Well, we have come to our interview time for today. And on the phone, we have Dr. Jo- uh, Justin Jackson, uh, who is joining us. And we're getting into our theme for today, which is the uh, Gems of Life from Creation Week. And we're going to be specifically looking at day number three of six, food. Uh, Justin Jackson, are you there with us? Absolutely. Good morning. Well, welcome back to the show. We're going to, as I said, continue with the theme, Gens of Life from the Creation Week. Yeah, thank you. It's really an amazing journey as we discover how our loving creator not only originally created a world of beauty, but also a world of health. And as we've been sharing, we've discovered that every element in the Creation Week is a health gem that's as relevant today as when God first created it. Oh, man, that's so true. Like, it's amazing to learn from the first two chapters of the Bible, like, what the best health prescription is. We see God give us pretty much everything that we need uh, to be able to flourish. But what is our health gem for today? Well, today we're going to focus on diet. Um, So previously we've looked at fresh air, sunshine, and water, and we've seen that they far surpass any prescription that I can write as a doctor. But, um, yeah, this morning, God's instruction for our diet. Do you think God was specific uh, when giving us a diet? Well, he was, wasn't he? Um, if you look at Genesis one twenty nine, it says there, Look, I've given you every seed-bearing plant throughout the earth and all the fruit trees for your food. So he, he gave us really a, a, a plant-based diet. It doesn't sound like there's any any animals included in there. It sounds pretty plant-based to me. <laughs> um, often, yeah, you know, no, the argument I've heard from people, they say, oh, well, of course we're supposed to eat animals. They're made out of food. Uh, but it seems as though, um, no, he just prescribed a plant-based diet. He did, yeah. So nuts, grains, legumes, you know, you've got the greens, the root vegetables, mushrooms, seaweed, fruits. What a what a huge variety. Mm. And um you know, as we look at the seasons, each season adds to that variety. Right now, here where I am, it's, it's autumn, mm-hmm. and um, you know, you've got the oaks and the liquid ambers. It's just, just absolutely beautiful, and it reminds me of the colour in all the different foods mm. as well. What are, What are your favourite autumn foods to to cook? Well, our family loves to cook with the seasons, and we're lucky to have a few few fruit and nut trees at our place, mm-hmm. and so this. This week, my children and I baked quinces. Oh, so we, oh wow. Yeah, it's, it's a little bit of an unusual one. We got the vanilla pods, um, the cinnamon, star anise, um, maple syrup, and lemon. And man, with the baked quinces, what a delicious aroma filled the house. 
So I, I reckon quince is quintessential autumn. So you got bark, sap, fruit, orchard pods, rind, all just in a in a quince. Don't you? <laughs> Does it taste good? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I don't know if you've ever cooked with this food before, but it starts out looking like a pale apple colour, and it changes to a deep jewel red as they as they cook mm. and quinces they're one of the biblical foods actually they they come from persia so maybe queen esther cooked with with a quince um and packed in them are vitamins like vitamin c b vitamins trace minerals zinc magnesium calcium fiber um and the other the other thing is is these phytochemicals and they've garnered a lot of scientific interest because they have antioxidant and anti-inflammatory effects. Wow. So that word phytochemicals that you use there, um, I've heard them described as everything the plants have that you want, essentially. That's that's what you want to, to take in. Yeah, that's so true. So there are amazing substances. Um, when we look at the plant, we don't realize, you know, or the fruit or the nut, we don't realize how packed full of different chemical molecules, each mm. with a unique role and, and health benefit there is. We just sort of see, you know, the, the fruit. But they are perfectly designed to interact with thousands of different signaling pathways and chemical reactions in our body. Do they do anything else for our body? Do they, do they work in any other way? Well, coming back to the colour of autumn... That, that sort of gives you a little bit of a hint as mm. to um, the, the phytochemical that they might contain. So we talked about quinces, which turn it a deep red, mm. but let's take an orange colour, for example. So carrots, um, they have a phytochemical, um, a carotenoid in them. And so other orange foods like sweet potato, rock melon, and definitely an autumn favourite, pumpkin, um, have have carotenoids and beta carotene. Mm, okay, carotenoid beta beta carotene. What what are the what are the purpose of that? What what's so important about ingesting those and having them as a part of your diet? Yeah, well like other phytochemicals, they they have this exact key and lock um, mechanism with precise action. So, for example, the beta carotene um, can, you know, one of its actions is it gets stored in the body fat. And then it can switch on and off the genes regulating obesity and obesity-induced inflammation. And so, you know, not only does that help your, your metabolism and your weight, but it's also associated with lower levels of cancer. Um, another really, really fascinating thing to me is that the carotenoids act as a precursor to vitamin A, and you might have heard of night blindness. Mm. So the body takes this, phytochemical and places it very precisely in the rod at the back of your eye and then uh, it's just amazingly structurally engineered so that when the photon hits the molecule, it triggers an electric signal, sends it to the brain and then you're able to see. So you eat a piece of pumpkin or carrot and a little piece of them then gets stuck in the back of your eye and you're able to see better? Is that essentially what we're saying? 
isn't isn't that just absolutely incredible? So wow. the body extracts that exact phytochemical and positions it just precisely. It's it's just amazing chemical engineering. Now, if phytochemicals uh, enable you know, different plants and different foods to have different colors. Um, do those colors, you know, are, are they are they coming from those phytochemicals? Like, for example, you have like purple and, and red-colored grapes and berries and whatnot. Are, are these different types of phytochemicals? Yeah, no, you, you, you hit the nail right on the head there. So um, the autumn color of leaves is a particular um, phytochemical called anthocyanin and um, as you were talking about the grapes, that purple colour um, is is that particular phytochemical and they're, they're really powerful antioxidants. Now we live in an oxidative environment and that causes a lot of DNA damage mm. um, which results in ageing and cancer and so these antioxidants really potent at preventing that. Mm, and then you have like the red colour as well, right? Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. So um, another example, the red is is lycopene, and that's in tomatoes, watermelon, pawpaw, persimmons, all those red fruits. Um, And that too has been associated with cancer benefits, like reducing the risk of prostate cancer. Mm, awesome. Well, uh, here on uh, Faith FM, we often spark a debate over over mushrooms, which is definitely one of our um, autumn plants here. As you know, the rain comes down and mushrooms come, and we have uh, some people in the in, in our office who are definitely anti mushroom. But do you, do you think they were originally a part of the creation diet? Then, if we if we see you know how they function, that it rains and then fungus builds. Uh, look, uh, I think they certainly. Could have been. Um, the mushroom is actually the fruit part of the plant. And, you know, if you think about the seed um, forming, well, well, that's the spores that, that come out of the mushroom. And look, there's an incredible array of edible mushrooms that really add a rich, earthy flavor to autumn. And mushrooms, they're, they're getting huge interest in the scientific literature too, because they've got a whole lot of phytochemicals within them, just like the other plant foods. One really interesting one to me is something called um, an aromatase inhibitor. And this is a molecular machine that's present in fat cells and generates estrogen. And high estrogen can result in proliferation of breast tissue in females and cancer. And so modern pharmaceutical companies have these aromatase inhibitors. But here, God put them in the mushrooms right back at the beginning. And evidence tells us that those people that eat higher mushrooms, um, a regular part of their diet, will have a significantly lower breast cancer risk if they're they're female. So food is truly medicine. Wow, food food is truly medicine. As you were saying, you know, pharmaceutical companies are looking for this chemical, but you can find it in mushrooms. And I remember there is a quote attributed to Hippocrates uh, where he said, let food be thy medicine and let food medicine be thy food. So I guess we're seeing that take place as well. No, that is so true. Yeah, so there you go. Um, God, God put it right there in the mushroom at the start. Um, yeah, look, one, one group of autumn foods we haven't mentioned, we've talked about fruits and root vegetables, spices, mushrooms, and even maple syrup, the sap, um, but nuts. And autumn, to me, also is, is all about nuts. You've got the chestnuts falling and people roasting chestnuts, hazelnuts ripening, 
walnuts, mm. almonds, and nuts are an absolute superfood too. Now, I've heard that nuts can, like eating a handful of nuts can add up to two years to your life. That is so true. Yeah, you can't name um, an, an animal-based food that would add two years to your life. But here, nuts will absolutely do mm. that part of God's original prescription. Um, and they they just, you know, the reason is no, you, you can't think of a disease um, from heart disease to infections, autoimmune disease, respiratory disease, diabetes, cancer. Um, nuts have been shown to, to aid every illness known to mankind. Wow. Why are nuts so good for you? Well, just like the other foods, they're, they're truly a powerhouse packed with a vast array of, of different substances. Um, and, for example, nuts will um, lower your LDL or your bad mm. cholesterol, which is what builds up those plaques, fatty deposits in your arteries and results in heart attack. Um, nuts reduce the levels of inflammation and the elasticity of the blood vessels. Mm. So lots of huge cohort studies um, have shown that nuts will lower heart attack risk by 30 to, to 50%. Mm. So is this like a certain component in nuts that, that achieve this? Yeah, well, as I was just saying, it's really the whole package. Um, so they've got in there these unsaturated fats, they've got omega-3 fatty acids, they've got fiber, they've got vitamin E, they've got plant sterile, so all of these things have been separately studied um, and have health benefits, including lowering cholesterol, as we just talked about. Um, they've got other things like L-arginine, which makes your arteries more flexible. And I just want to point out that, you know, blood vessels supply the heart, for sure, um, but they supply every organ, every tissue in the body. It's dependent on blood flow. So what's good for your heart will be good for other organs as well. So thinking like every organ there, I'm also thinking brain as well, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so nut consumption is associated with significantly improved thinking, memory, and reasoning. Um, so go nuts to prevent dementia. <laughs> wow. Okay, uh, we have uh, you know uh, just a minute here left, and I just want to ask you, so in, in closing, like, what are your top four tips for a healthy diet? Yeah, okay. No, that's a good question. Tip, tip one would be eat a plant-based diet. So as we mm. talked about, our creator instructed us on the best diet possible, a plant-based diet. And as we've talked about, he does, uh, designed both the plant substances and our bodies to work together in a huge array of ways to give us health, mm. all those different chemical pathways. Tip two would be eat a whole foods diet. So the plants come as a complete package, not as a single vitamin or mineral. Um, when we process the plants, like turning them into fruit juice or sugar or white flour or white rice or whatever, um, and you know, if we think about animal food, the animals are processing the plants and we're really getting that food then secondhand, um, we destroy their, their life-giving properties and, and then they cause disease. So whole grains, whole nuts, whole vegetables, whole fruits. Um, that's tip two. Tip three would be eat a wide variety. And I reckon that can be a lot of fun. So choose food with the seasons, choose foods with different colors, choose foods of different groups, you know, greens, roots, vegetables, mm. fruits, nuts, grains. 
Um, choose foods from different origins that you've never explored before. Um, and finally, tip four, prepare them as simply as possible. So raw or boiled or baked is, is best. There's a lot of you know advice about food out there, but mm. I think those four tips, um, it, it really sums it up and, and makes it really simple. Plant-based, whole foods, wide variety, and prepared as simply as possible. Awesome. Dr. Justin Jackson, thank you so much for sharing with us this morning. Uh, as we've covered so far, sunshine, fresh air, water, and also now an array of plant-based foods. And next month, we'll continue with our series on gems for life from the Creation Week. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.